Hi, this is Nicole, CEO of Tricord Consulting. We're a certified management consulting company. If you have ever worked for an amazing organization, collaborated on a productive team, or completed an individual project that kept you engaged, energized, and motivated, then you're sure to know the importance of people strategy. This is what we do. We help companies large and small identify what keeps their employees engaged, motivated, and empowered. So if you're a supervisor, manager, or leader who would like to strengthen your team or discover how to hire right, and keep your employees engaged, let us show you how. Contact us today for a free no-obligation talent assessment at www.tricourtconsultingllc.com. Our focus is you. We're now listening to Keeping the Balance, KTB Podcast. Join us as we examine life as men, confronting tough issues, raw and unfiltered. Keeping it real while keeping the balance. This is the KTB Podcast. Welcome back to the KTB Podcast. I am your host, Ernie, with my main man, Red. What up, everybody? Yes, and we have a special treat for y'all. First off, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. This is That's when we're recording this right now. It is San Valentin, Valentine's Day. Is that how you say it? San Valentin, yeah. No, I've never heard that. Sounds fancier. I mean, yeah, I guess. Valentine's Day, bro. I like it. And it's a special treat because this is officially our second episode of the season. Yep. Season two, episode two. Mm hmm. On zero two one two. No, zero two one four. Oh, two two. 2022. That's it. Yeah. And we got the ladies with us, man. The wives are in the house. Say what's up, ladies. Hi, guys. How y'all doing? Mi esposas. Las esposas. Las esposas. Uh-oh. It's going to be an interesting one. It always is, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Why don't we throw the ladies in there? It's a wild card. We've done one, like, after the cricket one, right? Yeah, we did the after one. After the cricket episode? The social dilemma. That's right. The social dilemma. Which was a pretty good one. That yeah. is right. So... <laughs> My wife's over here fanning herself. <laughs> <laughs> you nervous? Uh, this is a podcast. I'm talking. Why are you saying what I'm doing? <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, she's a little nervous. But we're just going to have fun. It's just a conversation. Yes, of course. Easy stuff. Easy stuff. Before we dive in, though, we want to go ahead and put in a plug to our sponsor. Appreciate the, uh, the uh, sponsors yep. that we have and also our social media. Yep. So uh, if you guys don't know, we're really active on Instagram. So you can fo- head over to Instagram and follow us at the KTB podcast. Not only Instagram, but also on Twitter. Uh, mostly Instagram, no, but follow us on both um, at the KTB podcast. Uh, at the KTB podcast. It's been so long, right? On both. So um, so you see what's going on behind the scenes. And you also know when we drop a new episode because we're pretty active on those two. That's right. That's right. So... We want to go ahead and dive into this afternoon's um, 
conversation and uh, the uh, title that, that just I felt got dropped on me is Love and War. Mm. Love and War, since it's, I think it's befitting because it's Valentine's Day. We've got the wives <clears throat> and we're we're here to talk about our relationships, man. Mm-hmm. Relationships in general, marriages in general. Yep. And love and war. So, what what do you what do you ladies think about when you hear love and war? Fighting all the time. <laughs> See who wins. Wow. <laughs> I always win. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Whose wife is this? Friendly fire. Friendly fire. Watch okay. Out. Yeah. Watch out for the pan. Watch, Watch out for the pan. <laughs> the pan and the chancla. That's my wife. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. The cast iron. Hey, listen, that, that pan is that's that's a good one right there because you could you can cook some love in that pan. Hey, you can, you can make some war with that pan. <laughs> if you decide. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good weapon depending on how you decide to use it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like we don't mean actual like war that. though, yeah. Like Man, I like that one. We're just poking fun. <laughs> you come home from work and they're suited up. They're ready, ready to fight. They got a they got a tactical vest on. You know? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Tank top, sweatpants, and a pan. Yeah, and all of that for one sock on the floor. Just one sock. My gosh! Have mercy. Hair, hair up in a bun. <laughs> Vaseline on the cheeks. Ready to fight? Jeez. Goodness gracious. No, but I, so I felt that love and war would be a good would be a good title because. In relationships and marriages, you get a lot of that. You get a lot of fighting, mm-hmm. a lot of war, a lot of uh, friendly fire sometimes. Yeah. And but then there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love, right? At least there should be. Yeah. If there's always war, then then what you got? You really ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing. Right? And so, love and war, man. Valentine's Day special podcast for all the listeners out there. So we recently got done with, and and you guys went also. So yep. so that we, me and my wife, we ended up going to a marriage seminar they in Jacksonville, it, North Carolina. That's right, and mm-hmm. it's it's called a marriage retreat. But really, you're not retreating from anything. It's like you're enforcing some things, you're rekindling some things yeah. in these in these marriages. You're advancing, yeah, man. In no retreat. Retreats. Yeah, that's right, man. And and so we want to go ahead and talk about some of the things that we heard that might be, you know, might be some nuggets for folks out there listening. If you're married or if you're in a relationship or even if you're single. Mm-hmm. Right. How could the things that we picked up that we can leave? Yeah. With y'all, how can it that you can take going into the marriage? Right. Yep. Right. And it's so, never too late to learn. That's right. <clears throat> so ladies What did you You know Ladies first Chivalry's not dead right? I mean do y'all Do y'all want to go first Or you want us to go first And you kind of What do y'all want to do Are you comfortable babe You want to go first No No Okay Go ahead Red Alright so Okay so one thing that Really stood out to me in these marriage seminars. Oh, in this particular marriage seminar. And like I said, I've been married for, we've been married for 13 years. We're in our 14th year. And um, it's never too late to learn something new that you can apply to your marriage. Or maybe it's even something that you forgot 
that you get you get a reminder from someone and you're like, oh, you know what? I could be doing more of this, more of that. But one thing that he said, pastor said, it stood out to me. He said, it's good to love the flowers, but you have to hate the weeds. Oh, did that happen on purpose just now? Because that just hit so right? hard. Right? It did, didn't it? That just... <laughs> that, was, that, that was like a mic drop moment. It was. It really was. <sighs> but yeah, you got to you gotta love the... You can love the flowers. It's okay to love the the good things in your marriage, you know? Um, but you really have to hate those toxic things, those weeds that will creep up. And ultimately choke the life out of those flowers that you love so much. Mm. So any successful gardener knows that if he wants to keep the flowers that he strives for and that he loves so much, that he has to constantly be working in his garden to get rid of those weeds. And to me, that's a perfect picture of marriage because you're constantly pulling out those undesirable things. So that they don't grow into this unmanageable, like for instance, so our, our little, um, we don't have a garden, but we have the front of our house. We have like a, what do you call that? Flower beds? The flower bed. Okay. And, um, when we first moved into the house, you know, it was good. They had the, uh, the mulch down and everything. It was beautiful. Right. And then the, the, the (laughs) weeds and the grass started growing up through it. And so one year. We got down on our hands and knees and we started tilling the ground, pulling up all the dirt and all this. And then we laid down a barrier and um, and it was good for a while. But then fast forward some years later, now that thing is all grass again. And weeds. Like- and weeds. And they're not supposed to be there. My mulch is on. You can't see it. Doesn't doesn't exist anymore. Mm. And so I think sometimes that can happen in your marriage, right? You can you can do the tilling, you can pull the weeds out, but you have it's something you have to constantly do because they're going to come back. You can even lay down your lay down your border, your barrier, your weed barrier, right? Whatever that may be. But if you don't pay attention, those weeds are going to come back out and they're going to choke every, everything out and it's not going to look the way you want it to look. You're going to lose your garden. That's right. I so, think that's a that's um a good way to connect love and war because you have to, you have, you really have to fight weeds. Like it has to be a constant thing that you keep your eye on. You have to pay attention to what's going on in your garden at all times because anything could happen. And I know with a lot of people, especially with us, um, our parents, our aunts and uncles, even our siblings have gone through things in their marriage and it was obvious that they didn't have the tools to fight properly mm. in their marriages as much as they may have loved each other and wanted it to work. They didn't have the proper tools. And so and so that's one of the reasons why we go to the marriage retreat every year. Try not to miss it so that we can have those tools in our tool belt so that we can fight properly. Because uh, if it's up to our, our flesh, if it's up to just our bare hands, we can really hurt each other. Not not intentionally, but, you know, when we don't know what we're doing and we go in with no tools or improper tools. Right. We end up causing more damage mm. than 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 need be. And we may ruin some of those flowers. 
And so, so going into uh, your garden with a caterpillar or a um, what do you call that big the big yellow the big yellow uh, like a like a big cat like a gar- <laughs> yeah <laughs> like a cat like John Deere <laughs> taking a tractor through your garden may not be the right tool for the job right no that's good I never I never considered that but you you have to have the right tools for the job. Not right. only that, but you got to be willing to roll your sleeves up and Oof, get dirty, get dirty, you know. And so what when I think about that, right, to relation to relate it real quick to relationships, getting down and dirty in a conversation or in your marriage could be having conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's something that like I could have a conversation with you, my man, Red. Right. For like a few hours, you know, because we could talk about things that are interesting to us. Mm-hmm. But that communicates different whenever we are having trying to have a conversation with our wives. Right. You know, and sometimes not having those conversations on a regular basis on on a healthy basis mm-hmm. can create a coldness. Yeah. Can create. Now, to me, that would be rolling up my sleeves and getting dirty mm-hmm. ass. Having a conversation, it could be as simple as that. You know, yeah. for the ladies, it may not. You know, to them, it, it could be like, well, why, why, why can't we just talk? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's because the conversations are different. Yeah, right. They're a lot more emotional based, right? Like mm-hmm. I have to, I have to force myself to get in touch with my emotional side, right? You want to know the plans for the future? Where do we see ourselves in? Five, ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mostly emotional for sure. Like, I think what women seek is reassurance. You mm. know, we're home with the kids, and most definitely when our husbands come home, it's like, how was work? Hmm, it was good. <laughs> okay, yeah. tell me about work. Uh, you know, so it's kind of like, and then you, when you see him being able to hold a conversation with somebody else for hours, and it's like, so that's where work can begin in certain instances. Right, where you, you, you ladies could feel some sort of way. Right. Right? And it's so that would be with us, with me as a man, as a dude, <clears throat> like I have to I have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm pulling up to the driveway. <laughs> She's gonna ask me how was work today. <laughs> Come up with something. Anything. Practice. <laughs> Practice, bro. You got this. You got this. Look at myself in the mirror. You know what I mean? Put on the eye of the tiger. <laughs> no, but it could be as simple as that, right? And so, like, for instance, today's Valentine's Day, right? And I picked up my son Angelo from school, and which is something that we, we take turns. You know, if one picks up one, then the other one picks up the other. We kind of share responsibilities, which helps keep the peace, you know? Mm-hmm. Help keeps the waters from being troubled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and so we split our ways and I go and pick up Angelo and then I see him and he he dressed up today to go to school. He dressed up and a couple of his buddies from the JROTC program were supposed to dress up, put on a red tie, you mm-hmm. know, button down, come to school looking fresh. Right. Everybody else bailed out except for him. Uh. So he was walking around school today. Looking, Overdressed. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> My man looked dapper, you know, right, and right. so the cool thing is that he has once he commits, he doesn't care what anybody says. It's like he's going to feel comfortable, which is something that I, that I give him credit for, you know. But um, so he's walking around and I see him and I'm like, 
bro, you look nice, man. He's like, thanks. And I'm <laughs> like, so how'd it go? And then he tells me, ah, nobody else. Like, everybody's flaked out. Oh, man. I was like, so how was your day? And he was like, it was good. I kept on getting compliments here and there. The assistant principal looking at me like, okay, I see you. You know, <laughs> and, you know and things like that. And I'm like, it, it remi- he reminded me of, man, it's Valentine's Day. And although the school is right around the corner, I just wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Let's go pick up your mom some flowers. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I want to get my sister some flowers too. It's Valentine's hey. Day. And so I was like, oh. let's go ahead and do that. You know? And yeah. so we 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 took that extra, you know, we didn't feel like it because mm-hmm. we were right by the house. Yeah. It's like three minutes away. We had a long weekend too. And we had a long weekend. We're yeah. tired, you know, we got things going on. We went ahead and scheduled this podcast. Yeah. So we're ready to come home. But then I'm like, it's Valentine's Day, bro. You got to do something. You better not come home. And he's like, he's like, come on, let's do it. So that took a little bit of extra effort. Something as simple as that. Yeah. You know, when we came home, seeing the look on Annie's face when he gave her the roses, Mm -hmm. seeing the look on Josie's face when she came home and she saw the roses, it was. Yeah. It was more than enough. That's tending to your garden right there. That's that's yeah, that is tending to the garden. That small little maintenance. That little bit, you know, because that's something that I would that I wouldn't do for somebody else. Right. And I think that that's the significance in marriage. Yeah. And these relationships is you got to be willing to do something for this person, for this human being that you wouldn't do for anybody else. Yeah. And I think that's how you remain that that kind of like that essence of. You're special to me. Yeah. You know, without just, I haven't said it in a while. I haven't said I love you in a while. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. tending the garden, like you said. Yeah. Go ahead. You got, yes, sir. You look like you wanted to say something. I said you were right. Uh, I felt special. You know, I I was surprised, so. Oh, come on, somebody. You got like, ding, one point. (laughs) (laughs) All that for just one point. Yeah, one point. Our point system system is different. We think we got 100 points, but we really got like one, one or two. I thought I had at least like 20 on that one. Right? She's like, you got one. Actually, he did get me some chocolate, so two points. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I was on the way home from work today, and I was exhausted from this long weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to get home. I want to take a nap. But I'm like, I can't. I can't come home empty-handed but mind you we had like a little agreement that we weren't going to do anything else because i did i went on like a little um i did something for her special just out of the blue but it was just like last week right it was for um i wasn't feeling well and so he went and picked up he got me flowers he got chocolates he got uh, a heating pad oh come on bubble bath like he did all the valentine's stuff and he got me this blanket, like it's the best blanket. <laughs> it's like a big queen size, like velvety plush blanket. That's and it, it was nice. He, he came home today. We laid under the blanket together and just spent like 30 minutes just decompressing. Yeah. Yeah. And I even picked some up for Ellie, too. Yeah. Some oh. chocolate yeah. for Ellie. Come on. So hey, but yeah, no, like little things like that. Because I said, I want to set the standard for how she is to be treated in the future. Mm-hmm. What I expect her husband to do for her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's a little, I, I want, I want to show her early on how she should be maintained. You know what I mean? 
And so, but I was tired, bro. I wanted to come home and go to sleep. I, I wasn't expecting. I was you exhausted. To get anything? And she I, surprised me. I was expecting me. you to come home and just crash. Yeah, I know. But she, uh, she, I wasn't expecting anything. I don't expect anything for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't. Me neither. Yeah, but on the way back from North Carolina, she had uh she got me a card for Valentine's Day, and it was dope. Oh, word? Yeah, it was really dope. It was a good looking card. (laughs) And I was just like, and so as I'm driving home today, I'm like, I can't show up to the house with nothing. Ah. I can't. It's Valentine's Day. So I stopped. I got her a little chocolate rose and I, I, you know, I spent some time to pick out a nice card and just something, even though she told me not to, you know, I feel like if I would have showed up without anything, she would look at me sideways. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. She loves me. I don't, I don't think so. Cause I was tired too. (laughs) <laughs> I was really tired. I just wanted you to come home so somebody else could watch Ellie while I closed my eyes. But then yeah. <laughs> Raymond got home before you. So yeah, and some something that we were just talking about. We were talking about communication, mm-hmm. and uh, I remembered Pastor said some also. It's not the people who are arguing that he's concerned with. It's the people who are not talking to each other at all. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've been guilty of that in the past, and I think um, I think it's something that's learned. You know. You have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn how to be sensitive to when your spouse wants to talk because we're not like that. Right. We're not, cre- we're not, we're not creatures. We're not built the same. Yeah, that's right. And, um, that can cause a lot of conflict, especially in the early years when you're, you're trying to figure each other out and you kind of have, you kind of think like, you you should know me by now. You should, I don't like talking on the phone or this and that, but we have to push past our own our own feelings and our own ways of doing things mm-hmm. and be like, I'm here to accommodate for somebody else as well. It's not just about me. It's not just about like this is how I've always been. Well, big boy, now you got to be different, right? You have to make some changes. Yeah, that's right. And I yeah, I figure that out maybe a little bit later, but I think you know. As long as you figure it out, you know, you're on the right path. Yeah, because then you could begin to work on it. Yeah. So, quick question. Did you ladies uh, go out today at all and go to the stores mm-hmm. and see? Actually, I have a... I went to pick up uh, Victor from school uh, today in Harris Teeter. And I saw every man that was in that store had a bouquet <laughs> or two of roses. And I thought that was the cutest thing. Like... <clears throat> And, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I get roses, you know, <clears throat> frequently, not every week, but, you know, I, my husband, Ernie, does bring me flowers. And so I found it very interesting that today on a, it should be a holiday every day, you know, for marriages so mm-hmm. that you can keep that love cultivated because imagine you only get roses on Valentine's, <laughs> which is right. great. But, you know, I just, I had a thought, I pondered it and I was like, man, it would be great if... You know, we can do this often, more often marriages. You know, there will be a lot more love than war. Mm, right. But yes, it was cute to see all this man, you know, with roses. And then I got home and I got, oh, I got roses. I got more roses. <laughs> 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 I got like three uh, flower pots or vases mm-hmm. with full of flowers. So. Yeah, that's Babe. right. So you would rather receive one rose every month instead of getting 12 roses for one month. Yes. Yeah. Little things. Yep. I think because it's a refresher. It's like I'd rather drink a glass of water every two hours and right. one whole gallon. 
In one oh shot. man, that's a good analogy. In one cool. shot. It just keeps you refreshed. Right. I think that's all right. So men, if you're listening out there, buy one bouquet of roses, one dozen, throw them in the freezer, hide them in the back. <laughs> Pull one out every month and give it to her. She asks why it's cold. Say, don't worry about it. It's fresh. (laughs) Don't Don't do that, sweetheart. (laughs) Do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, do that. Don't let me get you in trouble. Uh I'm just playing. That's funny. No, but that's true, you know. And so one one of the the way that the seminar opened up, which was pretty interesting to me, how the uh, title that he had was Beauty and the Beast. And mm. it begins by starting with just kind of a quick recap of the movie. And everyone listening here should probably already know what the movie what Beauty, and the, Beauty and the Beast is, right? And it's yeah. about this this prince, right, who is uh, who has everything that he owns or whatnot. And then there's this um, enchantress that comes mm-hmm. Knocking on his door, right? It's raining outside, it's storming outside. Little old lady. Little, but she's disguised as a little old lady. Mm-hmm. And then she says, if you give me somewhere to stay, I, then in return, I'll give you this rose, this mm-hmm. magical rose. And then so he, in his arrogance, says, what the heck am I going to do with that? Like, I don't need it. And yeah. Slams the door shut. Well, mm. then she turns into this beautiful enchantress, presents herself in front of him, and then says, because you refuse this, something as simple as this, I put a curse over you and, and your whole castle and everyone who resides within your castle. And and I will give you this this rose. And if you don't find true love mm. by the time that the last petal drops from this rose, then you will remain like this. Forever. And everything that you have will remain like this forever. You will remain a beast. It's turned mm. into a beast. And so Josie said something pretty interesting when it came to that story. Babe, would you like to share real quick? Oh, um, well, sometimes it, you know, it, one of the scenes in Beauty and the Beast is when the, uh, the, the <coughs> rose is losing all its petals. Um, I thought about how sometimes we don't seek for help um, in our marriages or re- our, our relationships until, like, we have a- hardly any, you know, we're, we're hanging out by a thread or, like, we Down don't know. Down to the what, last petal. Right. And so it kind of, like, made me think about that how we could seek for help when everything seems full and Mm. nice it's like the outside then you think oh we're good but no that's not how it works Mm -hmm. right no and that's true you know yeah because you think about it he was in that castle all alone for a long time just watching those petals fall off that rose he could have left he could have left you know he could have left he could have he could have found true love before even one petal fell off but he sat around or at least attempted or attempted yeah he sat around until it was down to the down to the wire to try to salvage his life or i've never thought about that until josie said that now, one of the interesting things that he said, though, which kind of like give it give gives it a perspective, is that he says now the beast is obviously the man, right? He's, he's a dude, and dudes could be stubborn. We we could be really stubborn. We can be that beast. But he said sometimes there's some beasts in relationships that's not the husband. 
wives could be beasts too. And when he said that, I was like, oh man, right? Because be us. <laughs> because now, like, if we look at what the beast symbolizes, the beast symbolizes somebody that's stubborn, somebody that's that's unapproachable, right? And sometimes dudes aren't the only ones that could be unapproachable. Mm-hmm. Right, it can go, it can go both ways. It can, right? It can, yeah, definitely. Right? <clears throat> and and so sometimes, like you said, we could be stubborn in our ability, or maybe in our pride, mm-hmm. to not want to let down our guard and ask for help. Mm. And you know what? That's something that can be extremely toxic to the longevity of that relationship, right? Mm, absolutely. You know, so quick story, and I just thought about this right now, but it definitely applies because we're talking about Valentine's Day and marriage. And I didn't even know that I was going to run into this person on I was I was at work. And sometimes that causes me to go to different ships, you know, that are here local in the bases and stuff like that. So I ran into this 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 young man that I met before that me, you know, we've we broke bread before and stuff like that for the sake of privacy. You know, I'm not going to say who he is or whatnot. But they're a young couple, you know, like in their early young 20s. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of me and Josie when we first came to right. Virginia. We were in our early 20s, you know, 21, 22. And we had little little babies. Annie was like a year and a half. Angelo was months old. Mm-hmm. And they have a little one that's months old, you yeah. know. And uh, really, really nice couple. You know, he's, you know, he's a little pretty boy, you know. And, 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 and so I'm like, I see him and he's like. I felt somebody staring at me while I was standing there talking to one of the officers. And then I kind of look from my peripheral. You know how you can feel somebody. Yeah. Staring feel at somebody you. staring at you. And I'm like, who's this dude staring at me? And I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? And he sees me and he's like, kind of like a little, a little embarrassed, you know, because mm. we haven't, we haven't really talked since the last time that we invited him over and broke bread, you know? So mm-hmm. he felt a little bit embarrassed, you know, cause we haven't talked. And so, granted, the Navy life take you in and out to see you lose contact with people, right. you know, who aren't in the military working side by side with you, right? That's easy. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever knock anybody if you know if if I text and they and I don't get a reply. Man, I know you working. I know you're in the Navy. I've been there, done that. So I see him and I embrace him and I give him a lot of love and I'm like, bro, it's good to see you, man. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And so he's asking me, so how's so how's the family, man? And I'm like, the family's good. Me and the wife just actually recently uh, went down to North Carolina for this marriage seminar, you know, and man, everything's good, you know, right on time for Valentine's Day and stuff like that. And he goes, man, he goes, I need that, man. Mm. That's that sounds like something that that I need. And he that came out of him without me pulling. Right. And I'm like, man, is everything okay? He's like, yeah, it's just. And cause, cause I ended up saying, cause I ended up telling him, uh, you know, we, we went to the, this marriage thing and it's good. You know, me and my wife been married this year would be 19 years that we'd be celebrating married, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's been a long time. And and I'm like, we go to these every year because marriages could use a little bit of touch up, Mm -hmm. you know, no touch up paint. Yeah, that's right. You know, a little bit of love, a little bit of cultivating, you know, a little bit of replenishing. Right. And so, so I'm like, I, I gave him like a quick testimony. I was like, if anything, bro, before me and my wife really started paying attention to each other, before we even came to church or even considered it God at all being involved in our relationship, man, we were fighting like cats and dogs and she was ready to chuck deuces and roll out. Mm-hmm. And that's when he said, 
man, I need that. Mm. It feels like that's where I'm at right now. And I'm like, man, God, God can help you, bro. Yeah. You know, but it, it takes two wanting to yep. this work. Absolutely. And it was just like befitting in that moment. He's like, he's like, man, I wish I would have, I wish I would have reached out sooner, you know, just through conversation. Right. But then and there, he's like, I feel comfortable talking to you about this right now, but I really wish that I would have done, I would have reached out mm-hmm. a lot earlier. So on the same topic of what we're talking about right now, how sometimes we could wait until the very last minute. Yeah. And then the last straw that broke the camel's back. And by that time, it might be too late. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that's that's just a quick little where, you know, folks out there think that we think that we can handle it on our own. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much that we could do on our own. Right. Yeah. Your pride don't get you so far. You know, yeah, that's right. And, uh. I think just to add on to that, you know, you need to make investments into your into your marriage consistently, right? And you also need to be careful of who you let speak into your marriage. Yeah, like right. consider the person that's talking to you and what their past is, what their track record is like. You know what I mean? And one thing about it is in these marriage seminars, these are pastors who have been in the ministry for, you know, 18 plus years, been married for 40. I believe he was married for 45 years, somewhere, yep. somewhere around there. Plus years, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of experience, man, you know, right. and I'm, I'm more willing to take, you know, marriage advice from someone who's been in a marriage 45 years to one person versus someone who's been in, you know, been married three times or what, whatever the case may be and it you know has a different viewpoint and, and it's not rooted in truth you know what i mean that's right and so when we go to these things we get good information sound information and so just be careful who you let speak into your marriage because that can really make or break you no doubt um i was thinking of the the beauty and the beast analogy and thinking of the enchantress um at the time the the beast was single he wasn't thinking about being in any kind of committed relationship probably or maybe he he might have been in relationships a lot of relationships that weren't committed and it's possible that this enchantress came to him to test him to you know maybe show him his own heart and it's possible that if he had just given the enchantress that old lady a place to sleep for the night in in exchange for a rose, she probably could have she probably had the power to, to bless him mm-hmm. in any way that that he could imagine. And that makes me think of um, the role of God and Christ in the marriage. A lot of people nowadays they look at marriage as just a piece of paper. Mm. Um, but it's it's a representation of the love that Christ has for the church. You're making so many sacrifices to show love for someone else. And I think that we get really caught up in the what we see on TV. And I think Pastor spoke spoke about that, you know, how people view marriage nowadays. They they look at marriage um that has been perverted. And they say, you know, marriage doesn't work. I don't want to get married. I just want to, I want to have intimate relationship without commitment. 
And um, why buy it, the milk if you can get the cow for free? Right. And um, it made me think of, you know, people say that communication and money issues are the biggest um, uh, pitfalls in, in marriage. And one of the biggest reasons for divorce. F- divorce. I think that the biggest reason for divorce is people don't understand that Christ is the whole picture. Like if you're not going into it with the understanding that my commitment is not to this person, but my commitment is to, is to God to represent the love of Christ. And you have already failed. Like you've already missed it because at some point in time, you're going to come to a struggle that you're not going to be able to fix because you don't understand the Christ factor Mm. because you, and a lot of it is selfishness. If you go into it thinking, I heard somebody say, um, people go into marriage, look for somebody that can make them happy, but they don't look for somebody to make happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good. I kind of, I kind of put that down. That's right. That was one of my notes. What people spend too much time looking for the perfect person instead of being the perfect person. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't go into it looking for someone. Yeah. Oh. We're good. Sorry. They don't go into it looking for someone to serve. Right. And when you when you're serving, pastor says this all the time. When you're serving, when you're outreach, and when you're working with a convert, you're not thinking about all the issues that are going on. You're thinking about how can I make the best of this? How can I show my deepest love for this person? Mm. And selfishness will will kill everything. Pride will kill it. And it's possible that the beast in the story, he he was high on himself, um, selfish. Uh, he thought a lot of himself. And in this curse, he got to see himself or who he really was. But also he got to see someone come along who was not selfish mm. and uh, show him love despite who he was. And that's that's big. Because we have a lot of issues that we come along with and we don't really see them in ourselves until we have a responsibility to someone else or we have to be accountable to someone else. And they'll show us they're a mirror for us. Mm. Our biggest, you know, flaws, they'll let you know. And it ain't pretty. It's not cute at all. And it's and it's very painful <clears throat> to find out those things about yourself. No and, and and then have to admit, okay, I have to work on that. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's that's tough. But if you go into it with God, that's your help, man. And he had a magical mirror and still couldn't see who he was. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. He did. Right? Oh wow. Not man. This, this movie is just starting to, <laughs> starting to unfold, man. Like dots, bro. and as a kid, you're just like, yeah, he's a beast. He needs to find a girlfriend. And turns, no, you look at it as an adult. Try to dive into it. And it's he like, had a magical oh. mirror that he can look anywhere. Show me the girl. But he still couldn't see who he truly was and what he needed to fix internally. Yeah. That's Man. right. Wow. Oh, that 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 kind of that that kind of speaks on how sometimes we we kind of look at we look outwards instead of looking inwards, mm. right? And so he also ended up saying something pretty interesting along the lines of what you said, Jessica, where it's like in a lot of relationships. You know, we 
we we want the relationship but we don't want the commitment mm-hmm. right and so sometimes people will will invite you know a a, a pastor to, to bless their marriage mm. or back in the bible days they'll invite they invited jesus they wanted jesus to come to the wedding hey mm. jesus come come and bless my wedding but they don't want jesus in the marriage. in the marriage uh, right and mm-hmm. and so you want you want you want the blessing you want the the rot, you know, the uh, the accolades, and you want the show and everything, and you want him to bless all of that. But then once he's done blessing it, it's like, all right, I'm good, appreciate that. Now let me do my thing. Right. And what a lot of people fail to realize is that if you don't, like, I would much rather invite, which is what we've done since we've gotten since since we. That's why we've lasted as long as we have, and mm-hmm. how we're going to continue to last because right. we've invited Jesus into our marriage. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there for our wedding. Right. We got married at 19. He was nowhere near there. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm no, he wasn't near ours either. Just kids. We made but him our foundation. That's right. We began, but we had to we had to come to him at ground zero. Like mm. everything was in pieces. After the storm. After the storm just done demolished the whole house. Blew up our what we thought was our kingdom. You know what I mean? Was our mm was our home our, was our refuge we had just built it it was like building a house of cards yeah it doesn't take too much too too strong of a wind to knock that down mm. and that's where we were up until we invited jesus into our marriage and he began to build like strong marble you know what i mean starting at the foundation and we put him like you said yeah you're right babe and we put him at our foundation but that's what a lot of people out there don't don't do you know they just want to invite him to the wedding. And then after that's done, so it's all superficial. Yeah, because when he when you put him, um, he's in your marriage, he's going to start plucking those weeds and you're not going to like it because mm-hmm. you would want those weeds. You don't want to work. You don't want to put the effort to um, get rid of your old ways, your old habits, or just things that irk. You know, sometimes we, I mean, we're totally... <laughs> Incompatible, like compatible, but incompatible because we're totally different. So we sometimes have to put, not put up, but learn how to live with uh, things that irritate us, you know, accept each other for who we are. And sometimes, you know, God will try to work on those things and we're like, well, no, they have to change for us. So it's kind of like a tug of war. But when we have Christ in the middle, it's like he is trying to plug those weeds, plug, um, you know, Help us to accept each other, and um, but we don't want to change, you know. And sometimes that's why a lot of people don't keep um, Christ in the middle because we just want our way and we're mm-hmm. selfish. And I want you to make me happy, um, but that's not really. It's not gonna last. It's not realistic. Nobody can make you happy. Nope. Only uh, you know God can help you love. If you love like He loves, you know. I'm pretty sure that, you know, going back to Beauty and the Bees, when he was able to finally um, love somebody else, he was able to see himself you mm. know, and the miracle that can happen in a marriage when you learn to love and put those people first, the other person first. You know, what you, well said. You just said something that, that triggered something else is mm-hmm. that a marriage that works is a miracle. Yep. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Because you're bringing two selfish people, incompatible people, mm-hmm. and you're bringing them to the together. Right. 
in order for that, because sparks are going to fly. Mm-hmm. Normally, not not the sparks that, you know, ah, there's going to be some sparks of love. Oh, yeah. But it'll be more lust than love. Sparks that ignite. And then sparks gunpowder. that. <laughs> and then sparks that are going to create like a raging fire that's going to consume everything, you know, that's going to fly. Right. But when you invite him, it's completely different. Yeah. You know, I mean, just being just being a Christian, being saved and being married for however long you've been married. What you said, 19 years, 19 years, 19 years. Have you ever looked at your wife and been like, how are we still together? Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, how how did how how are you still with me? How are you still with me? (laughs) Yes. That's my main question. Like, how are you still here, girl? Like, 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 it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Right. Like. It does, it, it, all the math doesn't add up. The math is not mathing. It don't math. It don't math. But God goes outside of the ordinary and the calculated, and He's able to work miracles. And that's why, like you said, marriage is a miracle. God's grace doesn't make sense. We don't understand how His grace can be so good, and how He can He's able to take something that is complete trash completely broken dilapidated wreck of a marriage and make it into something beautiful a masterpiece through the fire even and you learn lessons and you grow it's 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 through the fire that a lot of things are exposed right right? all the imperfections right like 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 gold gold is treated by fire right gold in order for it to be pure gold it has to go through a process and that process is has to be has to go through fire, and the fire begins to consume anything that's not pure. Right, right. And then afterwards, what you're left with is pure gold, which is beautiful, mm-hmm. it's valuable, it has a lot of value to it. But you got it. You got to go through the process, and sometimes you got to go through it. And not sometimes, all the times, guaranteed, your relationship will go through a process. So, to answer your question. Are you still with me? Are <laughs> you still with me, girl? Um, I think um, because of God's grace, like you know, grace covers and, and love covers all things. But um, being able to, I think, uh, one of the things I can that's helped me um, to cultivate my marriage is to um, come to grips with the human factor. We're humans. We're imperfect. And we make mistakes and being able to say, I'm sorry, you know, I messed up, you know, being able to uh, voice to each other, man, being able to grow from that. Mm -hmm. And I think it can start, you know, very well from a simple apology, you know, but sometimes our pride uh, gets in the way. And but that's I think that's a good start, like being able to say, I'm sorry. And um you know, and loving somebody else like God loves you, you know. I think it, it's helped me put the human factor, like, I am not perfect, you're not perfect. And respecting, um, you know, uh, my spouse, my husband, uh, respecting his his manhood, you know. Being able to cultivate that by the words that we speak, you know, always trying, you know, building instead of uh, tearing up because... Either in a fight, we're going to build up or we're going to tear, tear down. down. So we definitely want to, you know, build up. So 
Man, I'm taking you out for dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my notes are working. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. It's funny you should, you should say all these things because we, um, on the way back from the marriage retreat, we had a nice long ride, and we had a tough conversation. Oh, it well, it it could have been tougher, but you. You know, you make the decision to be civil with each other. And this wasn't, this was a conversation that I think needed to be had for years that we just didn't. And so we, um, we were thinking about how far our relationship has come and, um, talking about things that, you know, mistakes that were made in the past, things that I had done. And, um, I never told him why I did the things that I did. Oh, that's hard. I never told him why. And the reason why was because I I wanted my apology to be genuine. And um, at the time, I, I did things that I had done because I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed from my husband. And so I went other places to get them. Or other places were, you know, advertising a lot. They, you know, they were there and I took, and I took advantage of that and, and I took my, I took my husband for granted, but at the time, um, I felt like I deserved better and everybody else was willing to give me better. Um, and this is just me and my ignorance, you know, not fighting for my marriage, not, not fighting the war and getting getting rid of the weeds and addressing those things civilly and with uh, with a Christ-like mind, you know. And um, we we got some things out there that that really needed to be said. And I realized that one God God allowed us to go through a lot of stuff, and I don't think that our marriage would be as strong as it is if we had not gone through some of those things. Now, obviously some of those things were optional and, and we were at fault for those things. But looking back, we can see where God was everywhere and God was keeping, even in our ignorance, even when we were oh, doing the dumbest things, God was still there. And as long as you're holding on, as long as you're, you know, believing and not giving up, God will, you know, he'll fight on your behalf. But I realized that my husband was seeing things in a completely different way than I was seeing things. Things were completely normal to him. And I was going through a mental and emotional hell and I felt like I was by myself. But we didn't know how to fight. We didn't know how to communicate. We didn't know how to communicate. It was nothing. It was no communication. And so, and that, and that, even after, even after apologies, even after, you know, making up, we still had not had that conversation, mm-hmm. breaking everything down and, and giving closure to some things because we still did not know how, how do we go back into that conversation without our emotions getting the best of us and playing the blame game. And knowing that it needed closure. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was, it was good. 
Yeah, it was, it was good. A, it was a tough conversation, but it was good. I felt I felt clean. A lot of healing. Yeah. Yeah. Took place, huh? Yeah. What it sounds like. And, it, and and it was a lot of it. <clears throat> the way I explain it is, um, a lot of the way that it all kind of unfold un- unfolded was in perfect timing, because if it would have happened earlier, it would have been too early, mm-hmm. and it would have been a complete detonation. Right. <clears throat> and if it would have happened too like too far later, right. it would have been the same situation. It would have been. Like why? Why all of this time? Like yeah. now, you know what I mean? Like why wait until now? Right. You know, but and perfect so timing, huh? perfect timing because I was able to God was God. No, I wasn't able to do anything. Let me clarify that. God was able to help me through that and compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. And like Josie said, I, I came to the realization that people aren't perfect. <clears throat> and that people are going to make make mistakes constantly and to not be too judgmental. So that's how I was able to forgive by seeing the flaws in man. And the Bible says, let God be true and every man be a liar. Right. And I clung, uh, I clung to that. And another thing that helped me through that situation, I called pastor and I was like, Hey, this is the situation. And he said, well, let me, I'll put it to you this way. The closest we get to being Christ-like is when we forgive someone else. And the reason being is because the greatest thing that Christ did for us was forgive us of our sins. And so when we reciprocate that to other people, that is the closest we get to being like Christ. Man, that's good. And that really helped me because... You know, we tend to hold on to things. Absolutely. And we're not Christ either. So nah, we can't we can't man. forget, we're, you know. We're imperfect, bro. Don't get Battle. it twisted. It's a process. You know, the mind battles are still gonna come. And right. time is a great healer as well. That's right. Things get duller as time goes on. But we had that uncomfortable conversation and now we're able to see eye to eye now better than before. And bring a complete restoration. But um, that's what I'm talking about. But bro. you got to have those conversations. That's that's a really good testimony right there, man. You know, yeah. Given because that's something that you guys alone couldn't have done by yourself. <laughs> no, not, not like that. No, not like that. So it 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 took that like like from what we heard. There's that pyramid, right? Mm-hmm. You picture a pyramid, right? And you, and you picture God at the top, and you and your wife down at the bottom corners of the pyramid the the closer that you individually and that she individually makes an effort to get to god the closer that y'all try to get to god Mm -hmm. the closer y'all get together yep you know but it's because you guys are both striving towards that towards the same goal and you know being able to see which is really really mature that's that's growth right there that's Mm -hmm. that's a growth mindset right where it's like to look at a person and be like you're not perfect and you know mm-hmm. what because you're not perfect i'm i'm able not to just completely oversee right this isn't the ticket for you to do whatever the heck you want right it's no you justification know? you're not gonna walk all over me right but it's a way where it's like you're not perfect and never never would we have came to that conclusion if it wouldn't have been for god right right and so 
man, that's that's good because that was in my notes, and you guys, yeah, like, talked about it and covered it. Man. The the grass, the grass isn't greener on the other side. People think that, you know, okay, this marriage didn't work out. Let's just throw that in the trash. Mm-hmm. Let me find another spouse. Move on to the next relationship. Move on to the next relationship. Right. The grass is going to be greener over there. The grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. Yeah, where you water it. And and so that's just and you know it it goes back to the garden. It's just being being intentional and being aware and staying alert and making sure you're tending to your garden at all times. Don't be a grass killer hopping in every yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, like you, you're just gonna you go. You kill the grass. Yeah, you're gonna go to the ne- you're gonna go to the, this other green grass, and then it's gonna it's gonna die. It's gonna turn brown. You're gonna <laughs> wonder what happened when the answer is if you look at yourself in the mirror, you're gonna find yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, man. That's who did it. That's who killed yep. the grass. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're the roundup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, but you know what? And you said something really interesting too, and and so did you, Jessica and Raymond. Is that if if you you know ignorantly try to find what you're looking for, if it's not in the person that you're with, then you try finding it out some <clears throat> somewhere else, right? You you don't even really have to try. If anybody goes into a relationship and they got a plan B, mm, that's you already almost, failed. That's almost like saying I got a price. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, and we've heard it before, one hundred percent. If you got a price, the devil gonna pay that price for yep. you. Yep. The the devil's gonna be like, oh, that's how much? Easy. Watch this. Yeah. And he's gonna throw right in your way that one thing that you're willing to 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 bite on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to let go of this the yep. distraction. And that's one of the biggest mistakes you could ever make. Mm-hmm. Don't don't remove your plan Bs. Right. Remove whatever price you may have. And, and and be willing to go through the process to work with who you got. Never say the dirty D word in your marriage. Divorce. Never say. I, I didn't even want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, don't don't bring it up. Don't. That's not even an option, right? You know how the the story we've heard about the Vikings when they would go into war, right? And in order to ensure their victory, they would burn their boats. Right. There was no going back. There was no getting back on the boat and sailing back across to their own land. They they were going to be victorious. There was no plan. B. There was no plan B. It's like we're, we're fully committed. Right. So you need to you need to get the idea of divorce out of your head. You remember you married this person for a reason. You know, um, go back to that feeling. Go back to those emotions that you had when you decided to marry this person and cling to those because that was real. Right. Right. Start talking. Start talking again. <laughs> Man, that's one of the biggest things, bro. Yes, you were so good at it. <laughs> talking. I will fall asleep. I was like, mm, I talk a lot. <laughs> in in Ernie's defense, it gets once you once you're together for so long, you have to find things to talk about. It, I mean, it's just life, you know, like mundane. It gets mundane. The kids and mm-hmm. the house and the work right. and everything. When I mean, when those beginning days you know you guys we didn't live together you know I, i'm just i was saying in general not just that he doesn't talk we actually have really good conversations but i'm speaking like when you first start dating somebody you're not living together you the moments that you come together it's like oh you <laughs> but when you enter into a marriage you know life starts like 
you have to cultivate it mm-hmm. and understand when there's a time to, you know, not be so heavy on, you're not talking to me because I used to be like that. You don't talk to me. <laughs> Wake up. Oh, man. Wake up. I think balance needs to be found on both sides. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Definitely. You know, uh, so just to, the last thing that I got on my notes is um, fighting fair. Mm-hmm. And I think that that'd be a good note to kind of kind of leave on, you know, just for those that are listening, you know, what what is what is fighting fair? Because we, we already know that we're going to fight. It's inevitable. We already know that in marriage, there's love and war. You know, there's going to be the fights. There's going to be the wars. There's, there's going to be the battles. And there's going to be the love. So what's what's a good way to fight fair? Pick your battles. Mm. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you because you left your socks in the bathroom. <laughs> mm. Preach. I, no, I picked that battle. Come That's on. the battle I picked. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I've learned crazy. to just pick the sock. Just pick the socks up. He ain't. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> put the toilet seat down. Yeah. You know, like, those are petty things. Yeah. <laughs> so choose your battles wisely. That's that's one good way of fighting fair. So I, I kind of, okay. So this past couple years has been um, a struggle for me personally because of lack of communication or um, a difference in the way that we communicate. We're, we're still learning how to uh, communicate our feelings and our needs to each other. And I think we'll be like that forever. Mm-hmm. And this is after uh, 14 years. This is after 14 years. And of marriage, getting, but we've been together since 2003. Yeah. Well, and we're still I've learning how to communicate. I've known that you were going to be mine since 2002, so. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Wow. <laughs> So, Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Yeah, in mind. <laughs> That's that split. <laughs> uh. So, um, she so, makes it seem like she caught me, like I'm a little rabbit in her trap. No, you, no, man. God preserve you for me. Okay, you, you for me. I pray. I okay. Pastor always says, "Don't tell me you you were like ten years old and you asked for a husband." And God was like, yeah, "You know that's him," but that's literally how it went. I saw. Um, the damage that was going on in the marriages in my family. And I, I got baptized young and I prayed, you know, I don't want to be in a marriage like that. Like I want a real relationship. I don't want to be clammed up and not afraid to, afraid to talk to my husband and, and talking about divorce. That's not what I want. It's really painful. So just give me God, just give me somebody and first day of high school I get off the bus and he's standing there and, and God is like that's your husband and it creeped me out because I you know I don't know I don't know you I, I wasn't even like that's dope you know <laughs> and you know I mean you can't call God a liar because he was <laughs> she but, right she right so so this past couple of years you know struggling with communication um for for us wives we're you know we're home when you feel like you you're not being heard, when you feel like your your needs are not being addressed, it gets very frustrating. And for me, I got to the point where I was just at my end. Like I didn't know what to do. And uh, one night I, I I sat on the couch and I was just crying and I was praying to God and you know 
Remy came downstairs. He's looking at me sitting in the dark on the couch. He's like, are you coming to bed? I'm like, no, just leave me alone. I'm just, I'm on the couch. Just go back to bed. And he was mad. And that naturally pisses me off. Yeah, he's mad. Because I'm like, all right, great. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm not going to be able to sleep. I didn't go to sleep till like 4 o'clock that morning. Yeah. And he, he had no idea what was going on with me because I didn't really say anything because I was, I was done talking at that at that point. And um, so I'm talking to God and I said, you know, I don't want to. I'm, I'm tired of looking for my husband to help me. I'm just going to help myself. I'm going to, I'm going to whatever I need. If Lord, if you don't give it to me and I can't get it for myself, then I just won't have it. And I'll just be, you know, I'm gonna have to be all right with that. And I'm, I'm just going to separate my husband from my emotional space. Like I'm not going to allow him to control the way that I feel. And I didn't say that with a Christ like her. I said it with, in, in rebellion like I'm, I'm tired of trying to be heard so I'm not gonna worry about it no more and I'm just gonna take responsibility for my emotions and I had done it rebelliously but I think that God allowed me to go through in the way that I was going through so that he could show me something else because he already knew what I was gonna do but in that, he showed me, you know what, you're right. You need to take responsibility for your emotions sometimes. Yeah, he's gonna, he's not going to be perfect. But you need to decide how you're going to respond. You can't come popping off all the time. You can't come complaining about everything. You need to look at what you have, do what you can do, and then trust me for the rest. And then you need to love your husband and serve him the best way that you can because when you remove your blame for your spouse then you can work on you then you can pray for your spouse instead of complaining about your spouse and so I went into this willing to separate myself because I I didn't want to be hurt but God went into it like I'm going to teach you about you and I'm going to make you happy and I'm going to hear you and I'm going to deal with this. And you don't have to worry about all these things that you've been trying to manipulate and, and, and move around so you can be comfortable in your marriage. I got this. And so that was me fighting, not fighting. Mm. Taking responsibility for my half and learning to love my husband for who he was and then trusting God for the rest. That was my that's my fighting fair. Cause I can only I can't control him. I can't make him do the things that make me happy. But I can trust God for I mean, I've been trusting God for you this long. You've been trusting God for me this long. Mm-hmm. So the same thing that helped me to forgive you by realizing that you're human is the same thing that helped you realize that I'm a human. Mm-hmm. And that I can't be the source of your happiness. Right. That's good. So, you know. Fighting the, fair. The past couple of months has been nice. It's been real. <laughs> this is nice. Is that real? What the way, Ellie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She still tried me. Like, she crawled up in, uh, in our blanket. That's my little, that's my baby, though. Whenever I mean Annie till this day, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll crawl up in our bed. She's you know. eighteen. She's eighteen. Just turned eighteen. Now, now she won't stay there, but she'll crawl in there and be like, "Make room. I'm I'm coming through. I'm gonna lay down." 
<laughs> Josie be like, you better not come on my side. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll always make room for her, bro. That's, yeah, that's my baby, bro. But yeah, nah, fighting fair, you know, I think that is something that, and then, you know, for, for those that uh, listening to this, that maybe you don't have, you know, God in your relationships, you know, maybe you don't have him as your center and um, maybe you're not interested in that alone. You know, um, it's it's hard, man. It's an uphill battle that you got, you know, be, because I could look at people from the world and how they find coping, how how they find ways to be able to make their relationships work. And the number one thing is therapy. Right. And so people are quick to go to therapy and be like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and pay this, this, this one therapist uh, $300 an hour. You know, mm-hmm. to go ahead and listen to me talk and listen to my husband talk and they could they could talk, you know, and we could work things out that way. And man, you're, you're, you're putting in a lot, a lot of money into something that is just temporal. It's not going to last. All you're doing is allowing this person to help you apply a Band-Aid and some medication. Right. Without getting to the when, real when really root. What you need is... Is to get deep into that cut, right? And treat it that way, you know, right? For some real healing to happen, mm. and so now nah, one one of the other things with fighting fair is that you know people will begin to to, to bring stuff up and throw things into each other's. That's faces. exactly what I was thinking. You know where uh, where it's like you you may not something something that you say oh oh I forgave you for that, but then in the heat of the moment, and it comes and, back up, and then sometimes. For, for people that drink, you know, mm-hmm. I know that alcohol could play a factor. Right. Something that may seem really, really small of an argument, of an issue that you thought was small. Mm-hmm. But to that person, it may not have been that small. Now you add the the, the, the substance of alcohol into the picture. Yeah. A small fight turns, turns into a huge fight. Yeah. And then words are being said. Words that would never have been said if you were sober, mm-hmm. and now you're tossing them at each other, and it's not like little blades that are cut. Oh no, it's nasty. You're swinging a machete with these words, and they're cutting deep. They're yeah, like you're trying to cut the head off. Mm. Like you're saying words in order to knock the other person out. Yeah, you're not you're not even like you know how how in boxing in sparring. You know, when somebody spars, they give each other love taps. Yeah, you know, they'll, you pull they'll, your punches. Yeah, you pull your punches, right? But then there's there's couples, there's relationships that it's like, oh, you want to fight? I right, watch this and try to knock your block off. Mike Tyson uppercuts. And it's like that's not that's not fighting fair. No, you know? like what are you doing right now? You know, and that that creates a toxicity mm-hmm. that will remain, man. You know, yeah, a toxicity that you can no matter what you try to clean it with, that that stench is gonna be there. Yeah, you know, and mm. it's because you're you. You got to pull your punches one with another person. So something that I learned recently, Uh terminologies, what about isms? Have you heard that before? What about isms? I've heard of absolutism, like absolutes, 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 like you always, you never. So what about isms, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, it's so imagine an argument between a husband and a wife and it's like, 
Well, you never do this. Well, what about when you never do this? Or what about when you never? And that's so like a, that it's like, like a, a combination of absolutes and what about isms. <laughs> <laughs> because you never is right, right, right. 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 You're not going to win an argument if you're automatically saying that the other person is wrong. Exactly. By you saying you never, it's like, really? Never? I never. Like, never? Really? I never wash the dishes? Oh, I hate it. Seriously? Like, I, I hate don't absolutes. A lot. That's yeah. That's not fighting fair. That's not fighting not fair. Fighting. When yeah. You use absolutes. It, well, the what about is just trying to justify your behavior mm-hmm. with the behavior of the other person mm-hmm. instead of taking responsibility and saying, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. It's my fault. And not, so and admitting. not, and, and no rebuttal. Yeah. Admitting without a rebuttal of, well, what about when you do this? No. Deal with the, deal with the situation as it comes to you. Stop. Think about it. Does it apply? Analyze it. Okay. Then, then give you a rebuttal if there is one. Right. Sometimes there is no rebuttal. Sometimes yeah. you got to take it on the chin and be like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You don't even have to say it out loud. But you could stop arguing. <laughs> I, I think I got one. Go ahead. It's how you approach a, an argument. Oh, like you know, what? I bit uh, just in how you approach an argument. Like sometimes you can come automatically with an attitude, like um, oh. like not willing to come to an understanding. You just want to express your emotions and how you feel, and expect things to go right, and it's not going to happen. I've been on both. <clears throat> You know, I've approached situations where I'm, like, fed up and I let my emotions just take the best out of me and I won't come correct. And, therefore, the argument just goes all over the place and it does not end pretty. And uh, another... um, But I think of... um, What was the question? No, but, well, you were saying that you've been on both sides of the spectrum... When it comes to fighting fair and right, okay, I'm sorry. So there, there is the other side where I think about the situation and what I want to bring across. I think I process in my mind. Um, this is something that I we need closure or we need to resolve. Then, how? What is the best way? So I just, you know, come correct with a good attitude. With a good attitude mm-hmm. and just kind of hear, take turns, hear each other out. And also, like, uh, I know that I'm going to be talking to my husband, not to my kid. So there's a difference in how, um, what not to do is talk to your what to your spouse, like if you were a coworker, like, or you were a kid, mm. because then you're going to lose their their attention because they're going to automatically feel disrespected. They're going to check out. They mm-hmm. will. And so, you know, those are some of the things. In ways that I, you know, my attitude check, but also what I like, it's that if you're speaking to me, then I'm your wife. I'm not your coworker. You know, you're my husband. You're not my kid or you're not a stranger. I care about you and we are going to find the peace to be able to um, get through this one. So for me, that's important. Yeah, that's another good one. And so another one is that I just thought about is. The attention that you give the person that you're talking to. Oh, we. Because <laughs> we could, because we could, like, by not fighting fair, the person could be wanting to talk to you, you know, wanting to be serious. Like, hey, I need you. I, listen, I got something to say. And you just start messing with your phone, just kind of like, all, 
just on on purpose yeah begin to pick up your phone and start scrolling around <laughs> that's dangerous <laughs> bro that's not fighting fair right because no not, what are you saying to the other person it's like I'm, I'm not really interested in what you're about to say i don't really care what you want to say and mm-hmm. i don't really want to hear what you what you got to say right and so fighting fair is not doing that or just pressing the buttons, you know, that would make the person just walk away. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That. Yeah. Mm. Pressing those buttons and a <laughs> And I think to touch on something, I think Josie said, but when you, uh, or I think it was Ernie, when you forgive someone, you truly forgive them, don't ever bring it up again. Yeah. Don't, don't bring it up. Right. Because then that tells the person, you actually don't forgive me, do you? Like you've been holding on. You've been holding. How long you been holding on to this? Like, I thought we got past this. Right. I thought you forgave me. So now then there's like a. Well, what else have you not forgiven me for? You are you keeping tabs? (laughs) Don't keep tabs. Don't keep a list. Don't keep a list. Don't Don't keep keep a a list list. of all the all the wrongs that your spouse has done. For the love of God, don't keep a list. (laughs) That list is going to be long on both ends. Listen, we come back to the human factor. We. Sometimes it's, it's, I'm not like, are you justifying the list, Josie? No, 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 not the list. You know, like sometimes in the heat of the moment, like, I'm just kidding. They're going to go flying and, and, Mm -hmm. but when you learn how to come back and recognize it and apologize, say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have, you know, there's, because I don't think that we can, we're not perfect and I'm not, Mm -hmm. it's not an excuse. It's just using the tools. Okay. We mess up. Okay. What comes after? I'm sorry. Exactly. I, admit, you know, I recognize that I did this. I shouldn't have done that. And being able to do it before going to bed. Like Ooh. sometimes we wait three days. <laughs> not on a personal level, you but said, it happens. You know, how long we've been awake? Three days. People don't. We're not going to sleep until we get this right. <laughs> people don't. Oh, you fall asleep. Wake up. Wake up. We didn't. We didn't settle this. No, it. You know, it happens. It's gonna happen. And as long as we have those tools and we can use them. And continue to cultivate. That's how you cultivate. That's mm-hmm. how you make peace. And and that's life. You know, life's going to bring things. Uh, you're not going to be expecting certain things at times. And for those out there, when, like, I know we talked about people um, going to counselors. You pay all this money. And so we have uh, to be heard because you want to talk about certain things. You want to just, you know, release all the tensions and other things that, you know, we bottle in and we hold. Um, and that's what happens. But what the blessing is in our marriage is that, you know, God, God is our counselor. So mm-hmm. we have access yeah. to him daily. And so, <clears throat> yeah. Um, we could bring these things that we've been struggling with. We could mm-hmm. bring it directly to him, you know, and, and we could be able to leave them there. Like speak it out loud mm-hmm. and leave it there where it's like, God, I need, I need you to help me with this because this is, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just leave it there and you walk away from it. You mm-hmm. know, you're able to vent. And not only that, but you got other brotherly brothers and sisters, you know, godly brothers and sisters or just, you know, really, really good, good, wholesome people that have some solid foundations mm-hmm. and have some good, te- like marriages with good testimonies. You exactly. Know good, strong marriages. You know, and that's something that I that I see with, you know, people that I used to work with and stuff. Folks rely on other people that they go to for counseling or for advice. 
and they could be on their third marriage right and you're over here asking for advice like mm -hmm. you really think that they're gonna give you, you the best advice you really think that they're gonna help you with what you got going on mm -hmm. you know and it's like so rely like you said before be careful on who you let speak into yeah. your marriage you know i i know that me and my wife have sat down with a couple of different couples you know where where they they just can't get on the same page and they're afraid to to reach out to a counselor and stuff like that or reach out to pastor for mm -hmm. some counseling or whatnot and it's like something that i know that our pastor has helped us with in the past early in our marriage was well let's let's sit down and let's let's make a list all right you write on the list uh take take a sheet of paper put a line in the middle left side things that you dislike about this person that get on your nerves that irk you write that down all right you got that now think about things that are good about this person mm -hmm. write that down right most of the time the things that are on the left side of the sheet which is things that you don't like are gonna outweigh way longer than the good things right and and so what he ended up doing was <clears throat> At that time was all right. Now you wrote everything down. He like I didn't even get to write the good stuff down. He's like, are you are you done writing down the bad things? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right. Now now take that paper, and crumple it up, mm -hmm. and throw it out. That's what you need to do in real life. Mm. All those things that you have against this person, don't hold these lists. Yeah. Just just let it go. Yep. Just let it go because if you go down each and every one of these things. You're not gonna you're not gonna get the results that you want. Right. In every single one of those, and neither is the other person. Cause the other person's probably got a list just as long as yours. Mm -hmm. Imagine how long it'll be. <laughs> Imagine how long that counseling session will be with that therapist that is charging you three hundred dollars an hour, you know, to go through every single item on that list. Forget right. about it, bro. You're gonna you're gonna end up broke. It's a joke. And, <laughs> and still pissed off, you know? Yeah, and right? it's like it's better to just crumple them up. So that's the advice that I give, you know, as an example. I mean, I know that, um, you know, a lot of the counseling out there is great. And, you know, they do their best to help. Um, right, because these are professionals, right? right? Professionals no, absolutely. I don't want to take away from that. Right. right. And, but there's, um, you know, but I don't know, just having the daily access to God. And, and you know, we've talked on a lot of different areas where we need to invite God because he is the one who's gonna he knows us so in a marriage he knows us, the husband and the wife and he there is like this deposits that he gives us to be able to get along that's right and it's like i can't explain it how it works but you know when you have christ in your life in the center like it just does yeah things just work out man it's the miracle yep well i think we covered a lot we did a lot that anybody and you know if you're listening and you you like what you heard or maybe you got some input feel free to send us an email mm -hmm. you know or we're, we're gonna post some pictures of today's session and you know out on instagram drop some comments or whatnot and just just different inputs or messages you know about what you would like to hear us cover you know or maybe one topic within this that you would hey well what about this we'd like to hear your your feedback we'd like to hear what you got the what you guys think about this you know these conversations and um i hope that it's been a blessing to y'all yeah you know and so i know we've been going for more than an hour an hour and 22 minutes but it's been good it's been good the time time kind of flew right flew by really good conversation mm -hmm. i hope we were able to give the listeners something valuable 
you know, balanced some nuggets, you know, this right. is a lot of this stuff that we, that we talked about is stuff that we've learned over the years, right. Through our, through our marriage, 13 on our 14th year, 19 on your 20th year. So there's just amongst us. What is that? I'm bad at math. Was that 43, 44 years of experience? High school dropout, bro. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm bad at math. It's it's (laughs) close to 40. It's 43 years of experience. 44. Um, So we're not perfect. No, we're we're never. One thing to cling to is that you've never arrived. Right. We we're not coming across in talking about marriage like as as if we're the gurus. No, no, not at all. This is just real life experience. Still learning. Unfiltered. You know, you guys heard our wives. It's not scripted. We're not perfect. <laughs> not by any means necessary. I mean, we we were able to be real with a lot of the stuff that we've dealt with personally mm-hmm. and bringing a balance to that and how we were able to move forward with it and how we're continuing to move forward and having victorious marriages because I think that that's, what, that that's what we need. Yeah. I think that that's what this generation needs right now, man. Mm-hmm. Some strong, solid marriages yep. to raise up strong, solid mm-hmm. children, man. As Absolutely. As example to society and example to the youth. It's it's such a blessing, man. It is, man. And to we're the not the only generation. ones. To yeah. the next generation. That's right. An example to that. You yeah. Know? It's such a blessing to um to fall in love, be with the the wife or the husband of your youth, have all your children together in one house, and that to reciprocate and go into the future and your kids do the same thing and the generation and then you change you change your kids future you change your grandkids future your great grandkids and it's just such a blessing man that's right and i'm thankful yeah it's crazy to hear your kids say i want to get married (laughs) oh let's not talk about that yeah i'm not ready for that (laughs) (laughs) they're not talking about i want a boyfriend i want a girlfriend that's you know what that's true i'm looking for a spouse i'm looking for a spouse that's a blessing man that's not what I was thinking when I was absolutely young. Absolutely not. when I was there. <laughs> She's like, absolutely. No. That's how I feel, man. This scares mess out of me, bro. Jeez. Like, like, did I do right by you? You know? Like, <laughs> like for you to take care of another human being, man? Like, did I... Are you ready for that? Did I, did I do you right? Right. Where you feel that you'll be okay? And I pray that they are, you know? But it's still scary to me as a dad. It is. Because this is a human that I've... That I produce this, this this is my lion cub, <laughs> you know, that is grown out its mane, you right? Know? And it wants to go out into the world and do their own thing. Simba, <laughs> <laughs> all grown up. I'm scared, man. It it does it does give me a little bit of like a little bit of pride, like as far as I'm I'm proud, mm-hmm. but at the same time I'm scared, you know, because I don't know if they're ready really for the for the world, you know. Hey, we did it. Yeah, right. you're right. <laughs> we were in the world at a lot earlier age, yeah. right? They're way more so. prepared than we were. That's oh, sure. yeah. You ain't lying. If God had us, it, they should be fine. They'd be all right. They'd be all right. <laughs> They'd be all right. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Right? <laughs> well, again, happy Valentine's Day. Yes. Thank you, each and every person that was out there listening to this. Made it through the whole hour and 25 minutes. Just for, uh, hopefully we gave you guys something to think about men, women, young adult, young man, young woman. Marriage, it's going to take work. You got you to, gotta, if you love the flowers, you got to hate the weeds. That's right. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything else. You know, for those that are single, 
keep on keep on pushing forward you're yeah. never gonna find somebody that's that's perfect you're never gonna find somebody that's perfect but if you find somebody that loves god there's a lot of hope in that amen you know right. and so that's the only thing i got all right Peace. lady y'all got anything if y'all marry y'all get out there and make some babies <laughs> yeah all righty get in that kitchen Mm-hmm. Amen, Shonda. No. Bring bring that blessing with Pretty the pants. Flexible. You know, one year one year you may be at a seafood restaurant. The next year you may have to cook a meal. You know, just make it spontaneous and adventurous. You know, keep it keep it fresh. Keep the fresh. Mm-hmm. Keep the excitement flowing. Make love, not war. I like that. But when war comes, fight clean. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. Alrighty. Like said, y'all have a great. Hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day, and we'll see you next time. KTB out. Later. If you like what you just heard and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. Head on over to patreon.com backslash the KTB podcast and become a patron today. All of your support will go to improving the viewing and listening experience. Thank you for your support. It is much appreciated. Hey, yeah, you are you looking for a place to start podcasting, but don't know where to go. Try Anchor. Anchor is completely free and has a bunch of tools that you can use. Give Anchor a try. Tell them the KTB Podcast sent you.